0: This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. We've all heard about how hard the bars and restaurants and retail businesses have been hit with the COVID 19 pandemic. And make no mistake, they have and will continue to be hit hard. But today I wanted to talk about another industry that has been decimated and one that we're all missing events and festivals. If you look at the calendar in any year but this year, weekends are filled with festivals, music festivals, wine festivals, beer festivals, parades, shows, boat shows, renaissance festivals, and more. All of them came to a screeching halt in March with limited communication from various governments. But a festival or any large outdoor event starts out like a train. It slowly starts to move and picks up steam, and when it finally gets up to full speed, the gates open and the festival begins. But there is so much to be done while getting up to speed that the state, county, and city— may not have considered. And keep in mind that these events are indeed robust businesses that add incredibly to our local economy. And unlike a bar or a restaurant or a retail store that can open up after a shutdown, there is only a very brief window of opportunity for these businesses to operate. Sometimes it's dictated by the weather, sometimes by tradition, and sometimes by permit. For the festivals in the area, there is no, hey, we can open up in a few weeks instead, For all intents and purposes, if a festival does not happen, the organizer is out of business for a year, at least. Two of the most iconic local large events in the area are coming up soon. The Maryland Renaissance Festival, which is slated to open up on August 29th, and the Annapolis Boat Shows that start on October 1st. Both have their challenges, both are hoping and planning to open, and today we have the general managers of both to talk about it. Welcome, Paul Jacobs from the Annapolis Boat Shows and Jules Smith from the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Oh, and a quick note there is an irritating, well, at least to me, hum in this recording, and I do apologize. I had not planned for reliable contracting to be repaving my street today, nor did I figure that they would line up a dozen dump trucks right outside my window, idling the whole time. And before we get going, just one more thing because things move at lightning speed in the world of COVID. Yesterday, when we talked with Jules Smith, who is the general manager of the Maryland Renaissance Festival, he was unsure as to what was going to happen for 2020. As of yesterday, he was planning to go forward tentatively. However, we have just learned today that the 2020 Renaissance Festival has indeed been canceled for this year. But I do feel Jules has some very valid points and some very salient topics that needed to be discussed when it comes to planning events during the times of COVID. Bring on 2021. Now... On with the show. Joining us on the phone today is Paul Jacobs, who is the owner and general manager of the Annapolis Boat Shows. We've had him here on the podcast a couple different times, and for those that don't know, the boat shows are three long weekends every year here in Annapolis—one in April, two in October—and they—the October ones, anyhow, have been around for fifty-plus years and running. And um, you know, my calculator doesn't really go that high, but it's buckets and buckets of money that these. Events have thrown into the local economy over the last half century. And uh, Paul, welcome back. And I, I wish it was—I wish it was under different circumstances. But we're in the middle of a COVID nineteen pandemic, and we wanted to talk about the boat shows for twenty twenty. How are you?
1: I'm well. I'm fine, John. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about, and a lot of things that we know, and a lot of things that we don't know. But uh, I will say that our our approach to this year is that uh, it's a difficult year for everyone, um, but you, you have to continue the economy. We think we can produce boat shows that are safe. We think that they will be a lot different than they've been in the past, and, uh, and I, I can articulate exactly how those are gonna be uh, different, but um, they will be done in a way that, that uh, people can be safe and uh, yet productive for, the, for those folks that depend on these things every year. We, we understand the importance of them in the industry, We understand the importance into the commerce of of Annapolis. So um, we're uh, we're charging at full speed.
0: Well, as, as I said, too, that one thing that a lot of people don't realize, or maybe it's just not front of mind, is that your entire year is built around three long weekends. And if you look at any festival, it doesn't matter whether it's a beer festival or whatever, the people that are organizing it, that is their entire year. It could be 12 hours in one day, is when it is and obviously there's a lot more that goes into it um but a restaurant or a bar or any kind of a business that was affected by a shutdown um is able to come back into business and to start to rebuild pretty quickly in the grand scheme of things but that's not something that you're going to be able to do when this pandemic first hit um back in march you were just getting ready to pretty much open the gates for your spring shows—one on the uh, Bay Bridge Boat Show, which is over on the Eastern Shore, and the Annapolis Sailboat Show. And uh, that's right. I mean, how, how did how did you deal with that?
1: Well, we uh, we of course, uh, being the optimists that we are, uh, put the decision off for quite a while until about the first of April. Until finally, we realized that it was just not a safe, uh, not an intelligent thing to do. That the uh, the spread of the virus was too critical that that we shouldn't just shouldn't be a part of that so we chose to shut our our show down for the spring and uh, at that point in time then of course you've got to unravel all the things you've, you've done over the last four or five months and um, you know we have to un- uncontract all the contracts for the exhibitors and we have to deal with all the people that have purchased tickets and uh, all the classes that have been signed up for workshops that sort of thing so we uh we tried to be as as uh, as fair as we could possibly be with everybody and we allowed people to move the money forward into future shows and we re- refunded the ones that were uh that need, that wanted refunds um we anybody that had a ticket for instance in the springtime uh they were able to keep those tickets and they can use those in the fall so they got a nice deal on a fall ticket but uh so there every 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 case every part of the boat show was different but um the bottom line is that we were collecting money from exhibitors and, and from ticket sales over the months preceding, and then we had to return it all.
0: Right. Well, let, I, I do I do want to compliment you on the way that you handled this. And I mean, there were some people that just went into radio silence back in you know in March, like okay, we don't know what we're going to do, so we're just going to shut up and continue to sell tickets or whatever it may be. <laughs> um, others were like the sky is falling and everything else, and and you guys came out and really said, okay, the sky might be falling. Uh, but we're not sure. And uh, your message was basically, we are uh, planning to go ahead, but we are prepared to shut down if we need to. And ultimately, unfortunately, that's, you know, what it ended up being. But I thought that the way that you handled that was just spectacular. And I mean, I, I don't think anybody could have faulted you. I mean, it's like, you know, what what else are you going to do?
1: Right. Well, it, it, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's, Again, it's the responsibility that we have. We have a responsibility to the industry. We have a responsibility to those people who uh, who plan to come to Annapolis and, and attend these shows or who you know, bought tickets or, you know, it's it's something that we don't take lightly. And uh, so we, you know, we did kind of um, put things on hold and, and gave them a, a deadline of, well, I guess it turned out to be April Fool's Day, right? <laughs> um <laughs> And at that point in time, then it, it became very clear that it needed to
0: be canceled, so which we did. right, right. Well, I mean here we here we are now in July, and this is our uh, I guess this is our march for the boat shows. Um, <laughs> and still trying to figure things out. I know that uh, you are planning to open, and I know that you've taken you know some drastic changes to the boat show of what anybody may remember it as. And you're, you're prepared to do it and to do it safely. And, I, you know, as I look through the Maryland regulations, I, I agree with you. There's nothing that says that you can't do it. Governor Hogan did lift it. I mean, it, I'm looking from a frequently asked questions onto the recovery thing. It says there is no longer a limit on social gatherings subject to directives issued by the Secretary of Health, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, they talk about leisure and um, recreational and leisure and cultural gatherings and said they're permitted as long as they don't take place in a theater, concert hall, amphitheater or similar venues where a live performance would take place so you know and then it also says it doesn't affect parades or festivals or other outdoor events which are now permitted and i'm very confused which i'm sure you're probably as equally as confused
1: yes and if you're confused you can imagine what we're going through at the same time The, the guidelines are not clear uh we have we have been communicating at all levels trying to get to trying to get a a clear picture of what we can and can't do or what we should do to make sure that it's safe. And nobody really has a a great answer at this point. But I mean, none of us have been through this before. So this is this is all kind of uh, going through it blind. Um, But, you know, even if you were to doing the math, even if you were to take a six foot separation between people and put them in our show. And by the way, you know, our shows are all open outdoor shows. Right. So these It's a completely different set of rules for an outdoor event versus an indoor event. And uh, if you take all the space that we use in downtown Annapolis and divide it into six-foot-by-six-foot squares or six-foot circles or any way you want to do it and have one person each one, we can accommodate 19,000 people per day. Wow, okay. And that's far, far more than we would ever have in this boat show. And this year what we've done is we've decided to limit the tickets that we would sell on any, any given day. Uh, to a much smaller number than normal and therefore spreading the population over those four days in the powerboat show, five days in the sailboat show. So instead of having a two or 3,000 person Thursday and a thirteen or 14,000 person Saturday, we're going to have five or 6,000 person days for four or five days. So we spread it out over time. We keep people separated. We have all one-way aisles down through tents and around tents we will um do all of our the, one thing the the uh, health department the county health department really liked was that we would be checking people at the stadium the parking is at the stadium on a normal basis we check them we, we 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 scan their ticket we check we test them for temperature we stamp them they put on their mask or their face covering and then they can they're allowed to get on the bus at th- at that point then when they get downtown we have specific lines for for, um entering the show in various locations, the bus pulls up to that. They walk right in. There's no touch. There's no wristbanding. There's nothing. They just, it's just a touchless entry. And So, therefore, we keep the lines down in downtown. So those are just some of the, the kinds of things we're doing. We've eliminated the, the evening events so that we can disinfect and decontaminate. We are making sure that everybody has... Um, everybody is required, by the way, to wear a face covering during the show, not just in and out, but during the show. If people don't want to do that or they can't do that, we understand they just can't come this year. They need to come back next year. Uh, So everybody will will be required to be wearing face masks. We have uh, hand washing stations. We have touchless uh, hand sanitizing stations. We're doing everything that everybody is asking for to make sure that this can be a safe and very productive event.
0: And and I'm sure that the vendors that are there, the boat, you know, the boat exhibitors and everything else, they're going to be doing their own things as well obviously and and you know, they're they're looking to sell looking to sell sailboats and powerboats, so I mean they're going to be right. making sure that, you know, everything there is is wiped down and and all the CDC protocols for boarding a boat and checking sure. it out and everything else as well.
1: I mean, what- yes, and, and the other part of that is that, uh, um, you know, this, this is normally an international event. This will not be an international event this year. Uh, we're, you know, we, people will not be coming. In some, in some cases, we can't even get boats from South Africa or from Europe. Uh, we can't, people are not, Some of the boats that are the charter boats can't get out of the Caribbean at this point. So this is going to be by design and also just through attrition, this is going to be a smaller event. It's going to be a much more regional, super regional kind of event. Our advertising has been scaled back to be mid-Atlantic, uh, Midwest, New York, New Jersey, all those areas that have done a very good job because of good leadership, done a very good job in keeping the, the, the uh, pandemic under control and keeping their positivity rates down and now uh, coming out of this thing in a much healthier manner. Uh, we're not going to get the people coming from around the country and in, in uh, California and Arizona and Texas and Florida. This, this is just a different event this year. I,
0: I didn't even think about the international aspect of this as I as I read articles saying that hey, you know, okay, now the Bahamas is the latest country that won't allow United States citizens to go <laughs> to go in. And I right, know, right. uh there's probably every one of those countries that doesn't allow us to go in is probably sitting there saying, well, we don't recommend anybody from our nation. To go to America at this point, just because we don't have um, apparently we don't have the the virus under under control or sure or or where it is. But I I never never really gave that much of a thought that that would be an impacting uh, an- another hammer. I mean, I swear every time I look at this virus, it's it's like this hammer that has nineteen different heads on it that's slamming yeah. down. You know, different sides of the thing. Now, I mean, your economic impact to the city is is huge. I mean, we've talked about. The I don't say the unintended consequences, but the uh, the overflow of the boat show. I mean, you've got restaurants and businesses that need people in there buying their whether it be a t shirt or fudge or uh, a a souvenir or or, you know an alpaca sweater or whatever whatever it is and drinking the booze and eating the eating the food. And for those three weekends, I mean, you you bring them in, and you know, I know at the end of the year you always. Guys always go up and present a check to the city as far as, you know, what they get and everything else. But, I mean, what is the economic impact that – I mean, you have the numbers better than I do uh, – that the boat shows has brought to the area. Do you have an, any idea over the 50 years?
1: Oh, boy. Over the 50 years, I, I would love to do that math, but it would be very difficult. Uh, you know, on average, um, just the just the income that the city receives from us directly as a as a rental payment – uh we're close to half a million dollars a year now this year that will be smaller but uh if you that's almost five hundred thousand dollars a year that just goes to the city alone um there, there's been a simulation um done to determine exactly what the economic impact is um, for locally regionally for annapolis for maryland and the estimate is 112 million dollars and it's 112 million dollars of economic impact in October. This is, we're not talking about the Fourth of July weekend or some. This is in two weeks in October that uh, that that happens. So that's that's a big deal. But in addition to that, um, you know, all the hotels fill. Well, the hotel taxes then fund Visit Annapolis and uh, all the work that they do. Um, we have probably at least two dozen nonprofits that. Uh, that earn their money during boat shows, either directly from the boat shows or because of parking at the, at the elementary schools or, or things like that. So so there's a, a huge, huge number of people that, um, of businesses that, uh, that uh, are, are indirectly benefited because of that. We have hundreds of people that are employed during those weeks uh, leading up to and during the boat shows and even following the boat shows. And, and the biggest thing that it does overall, and this is our, our greatest responsibility, is to the, the regional industry, marine industry. Uh, all the things that come out of the boat shows will be filling their pipeline for activities throughout the winter and next spring. That's how we we sort of are the engine that drives that whole economy, and uh, to a large extent during that time. I've had local Sailmakers, for instance, that said, that say they book 70% of their, of their year's business during the boat show weekend, the five days of the sailboat show. We have charter companies who say they come to Annapolis to book 50% of their year's business. These are hugely important events for the industry itself. So it, go, it goes on and on.
0: Well, and Annapolis does pride itself on being a really maritime centric industry, and and they've they've done a very good job of it so far. I mean, they've withheld the maritime zoning close to the dock. I know that you are down at the mm-hmm. new. I, I guess I got to get out of the habit of calling it the Fawcett's Building, but I don't know whether I'll ever one
1: hundred and ten compromise ever, right. ever, ever do that. But
0: at one hundred and ten right. Compromise Street, I mean, you are you are right down there. I mean, you are in the heart of the maritime industry, and I mean, know we've got a a, a new uh, sail uh, sail clothing a uh, store mm-hmm. that just recently opened up down there. You've got Town. Yeah. I know there's a restaurant that's supposed to be going in there at some point as well. It's just it, the tentacles that come out of the boat show and that are coming out of events in general are, are really significant.
1: Yeah, they, they really are significant, and they have been for, for many, many years. And, and like you mentioned before, we do a, 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 both a powerboat show and a sailboat show in the spring, and to a much uh, to a lesser extent, uh, it does the same thing. So we sort of bookend the season where we start uh, start at the beginning and we kick it off, and people start buying their boats and getting plans made for the for the season, and then we end it. and The the purpose in the fall then would become um, not to to buy a boat and drive it away during the show, but to uh, shop all the major boat lines and decide which boat you want and configure the boat to order. You order your boat, and uh, they manufacture over the winter time, and they deliver them in the spring. And uh, so it, it really does. Uh, it, it's an important aspect of the of the uh, overall economy of the boat, boating business, because that's what they do during the winter time is uh, fulfill those orders.
0: Well, aside from the three weekends that that we're operating, I mean, this does seem like a slow moving train that keeps you know chugging along yeah. to the next one. And I mean, what does it take in terms to to plan this out? I mean, I've got to assume that on, you know, in October, middle of October this year, if everything were to go off, that you're going to turn around, maybe take a week off, have a couple of cocktails or maybe a dozen and start to plan for your spring spring show.
1: We do finish up, you know, we get. We work all the way through october in, in putting all these things away. we've got uh, five hundred floating docks that are almost two miles long If you put them end to end we've got um, miles and miles of cable we've you know there there's so many things that have to that go into building a show like this and in, in the many many months to repair them um so we start that right after the show we put everything away, get it all set and by the first of November, then uh, operations is pretty well shut down for the for the the fall season but uh, in the office, and we have a staff of uh, of seven or eight people that run, work full time, uh, year round. And we start sending out our, our renewals for the following year in November, and we start contracting in November, December, and so we're we're up and running on the next year uh, before the end of the pre- of the previous year. So it's it's definitely a year-round business. The, the advertising marketing process begins. Uh, we have to develop our workshops. Our Cruisers University is is created on, on an annual basis, and uh, we start taking reservations for that. We get all our instructors set. We, there, there's there's just number of things. I mean, yeah. I can't even I can't enumerate the number numbers of uh, activities that we have to
0: have to work on. And and I imagine pivoting as as you did in April is just so difficult without the type of direction that you need from the various governments, whether be the state, the county, or the city. Um, and and you do and I'm sure that you you interact with all three of them at, at various points of um
1: we certainly tr- we certainly try John and, and I'm not going to try and throw anybody under the bus there are just there are so many unknowns uh, it, it's unknown for us but it's also unknown for health departments and other people too you know we ask for guidelines they say you know and how do they apply conditions that are existing in May or June to something that may be completely different in October. How do you know if there if uh, you know our our, our positivity rate in, in in Maryland now is down uh, close to four percent that that's way way lower than it was I mean it's much much lower than it is right now in in Florida um, so the, those people testing positive are are so low it could be it could be down to two or one percent or it could go higher again, again in october we 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 as a company can't worry about that as much as as the fact that we 're going to keep everybody in our in our boat show safe. We're going to make sure that everybody is protecting themselves and everybody else out of respect for others and um, this is going to be a, a, a boat show that <laughs> believe me we'll never forget but it will also be a productive boat show It'll be it'll be something that people will enjoy like they always do and uh, actually won't be as crowded as it is quite often so that will be a positive for the people attending.
0: I guess there is an upside if there is if there is one to this. The steps that you've taken seem very significant. I mean, we're, you're an outside event, okay? So we've got fresh air blowing across the docks. I, w- I was joking with somebody the other day. Uh, actually, it's I think it's one of your exhibitors. I said, you know, you, what other boat show can you go to when it can be a hundred degrees one year and snowing the next? Right, right. <laughs> you know? It's uh, but you know you've got the fresh air blowing across the docks. You've got everybody wearing a mask, which is not required if they don't you know get within six feet of each other and um we re- but we will re- yeah, require yeah. We, we have to
1: protect everybody we 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 again take this very re- this responsibly very seriously we will require that people wear face coverings if they're coming to the boat show i'm sorry that's the way it has to be this year
0: and that's, that's perfectly perfectly reasonable but i think that you know you're turning around and you're Eliminating, I mean, just the way that you're eliminating the lines. Okay, you you're Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. We're going to do the temperature. Okay, I'm assuming if I roll in with it 104, you're sending me home. Uh, exactly. And you know, you're you're loading me up up onto a a bus, and you're gonna you can now then at that point regulate the flow going into the show by by dropping and you
1: could, them off. It, And you can imagine how many buses we're going to have to have because we have to have only 50 percent capacity inside in the buses. So so even though we've proven that each person stepping onto the bus is theoretically healthy because they don't have a temperature and because, you know, because they're wearing masks and that kind of thing. We still have to have certain restrictions, which means 50% capacity on buses. The, the, we're having we have a couple of large tents still there. We're putting mesh sides on the tent so that the air flows through it. We're putting big HEPA filters, uh, filtration systems on the inside, and ceiling fans. And you know, we're going to have move air moving through everything. Uh, we're taking the the tent tops off of some of the big ones and, and making them individual ten by tens and doing some things like that all one-way aisles, all people guiding guiding you through the one-way um, directions in, inside the tent. So we're we're trying to do it all, believe me.
0: What could be a roadblock for you guys? I mean, you're you're prepared to go. I mean, at this point, nobody has told you not to go, correct? Correct. You know, I mean, obviously, I would think that if all of a sudden there was this, you know, giant surge of, of cases that rolls into town or something like that, could do something like that. But, I mean, based on this, I don't see there's any reason why this should not go forward.
1: And- well that's that's certainly the way we're looking at it at this point in time and oh and oh by the way um you you know within a couple of weeks we'll have um we'll start getting into the million dollar plus investment in this event and at that point in time you know people have already planned to bring their boats from around the world from from other places in the country to show the boats you can't reverse that at some point in time you've you've made the commitment and we've probably passed that but uh but uh, at some point in time, we, we have to go forward with it. And um, so we, we think that all the, all the guidelines lead us to believe that we're able to do it, but we're able to do it only if we do the responsible things and, and design it properly and put, put the proper guidelines and protocols in place and uh, and shut down certain things that are not you know we won't have the big evening parties that some companies like to have we won't have uh, the the, um, beverage tasting areas where people congregate in the past we just can't do those things so we'll keep them spread out and if they draw a six-foot circle around themselves um, there's room for everybody
0: that's true and you can look to a bigger and a better one in 2021 Exactly. This may be a stupid question, but I mean, I'm assuming that you've been in touch with the state health department as well as the county health department, which oversees the city.
1: Right. The, the state health department pushes it down to the county, <laughs> and county. The, you know, it's like the president pushes it to the, the governor. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, now there, we've we've just we've had uh, conversations with the uh, with the state uh, department of commerce, with the state department of health. The Department of Health uh, says that the county health department is uh, carrying out their their guidelines and that kind of thing. So we've had some meetings with them, and they're very concerned about their job. and And, uh, and we've had a lot of discussions with uh, David Gerald, for instance. The the uh, city manager, the uh, city manager, uh, has been very helpful to us, and, and uh, has had several conversations with us. Um, and Kevin Simmons from uh, emergency services and people like that. So we're 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 try, trying to open these lines of communication with absolutely everybody that uh, that can impact us. We're we're talking with other events that are similar similar to ours and um, finding out what kinds of, of uh, procedures and, and uh, protocols they're putting in place and copying those and sharing ours with them and and that kind of thing. And in addition, what, what we're working on right now is about a twelve page manual that describes the the uh, requirements for everybody for an attendee for an exhibitor from all of our contractors i mean we have really we have very good contractors we work with year after year they're all stepping up and trying to make sure that they've got the latest in the in technologies for cleaning and all those kinds of things in place so so we're we're trying to open these lines of communication with absolutely everyone and uh, we're hoping that that uh, that will continue.
0: Well, it sounds like you've done everything humanly possible to uh, to make this make this happen. And uh, I'm sure we've missed something, John. You know, you know <laughs> we'll, we'll find well, out. Well, well, where 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 have they had another in water boat show since this has happened in America?
1: Uh, in water, they've had a couple of boat shows. They've been smaller events. Uh, Norwalk, I think, uh, is the next one. That's uh, there's one in. In uh, St. Clair, Michigan, that's scheduled in September. There's one in uh, Norwalk. Uh, so, and Fort Lauderdale is moving ahead. They're they're just two weeks after us. Um, so, they're yeah, they're scheduling some. Some have been canceled as well. Uh, right. So, it, it's kind of a hit and miss sort of thing. And uh, so far, I think, as far as I know, it's the individual companies or producers, organizers, that have done the canceling. I, I don't think anybody's been shut down that I'm that I'm aware of. Um, there was an attempt to shut down. I think the car shows, uh, the Carlisle Group in uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, that that didn't go so well for the people trying to shut them down. So they they came up with a, a plan that would make the the shows safe, and they did their car shows.
0: Right. Well, I, I tell you, I, I think it's all funny that when you talk about the Annapolis Boat Show in the boating world, you get rid of boat and shows, and you just say, "Oh, are you going?" You know, if you're in the, talking in the boating world, you say, "Hey, are you going to Annapolis?" Yeah. That doesn't mean like for it, vacation or anything like that. That means are you going in October on one of those two weekends? And everybody, everybody knows yep. exactly what it means. I mean, you don't hear that. Oh, you going to Norwalk? Oh, huh, what for? <laughs> <You> know,
1: <it's, laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, right. I, I've always thought that uh, Annapolis, of course, is known for the Naval Academy, and uh, maybe some people know it as the first uh, capital of, of the United States and where George Washington resigned his commission and. That, but mostly, they know it's the boat shows. And if you talk to people around the world, they know that the Annapolis boat shows is, is what it's famous for.
0: Well, it's like the uh, the icons of Maryland. It's the uh, the Bay Bridge and Thomas Point Lighthouse are two of the top, you know, two of the top ones that are right here in our in our backyard, if you will. Yeah. Well, um, how are ticket sales going?
1: We're selling tickets. Uh, we're, we get a lot of questions. Well, what happens to these tickets if we don't, you know, If you don't have a boat show kind of thing, and we and we tell everybody exactly what we did in springtime, which is uh, you have your choices. You can move it forward to the next year, or we'll give you a refund. Uh, so we've sold tickets. We were sold out of our cruises university, and um, but we, you know we reduced the the, the maximum capacity by fifty percent too. So, but that was sold out. Uh, we haven't really pushed real hard to. Uh, try and sell all of our workshops and some of the other things. Others we're, were canceling our, our our favorite little take the wheel. I mean uh, first sale workshop program. We get people on sailboats. We've decided it's, uh, the boats are too small and to put four people in there. You know, close that are, are non-family members. So we've canceled that. And uh, but now things are are progressing. We're um, we're 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 cautioning our exhibitors. You know, don't don't pay everything at this point in time. Someone may come get. <laughs> Someone may try and shut us down, but uh, but uh, for the most part, we're um, we're moving ahead. S- some of our exhibitors are opting or not to come, or say they can't come up with all the boats that they've done in the past. So they may have uh, one or two less, fewer boats than they've had in the past. But you know, the, it's, it's 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 all on an individual basis.
0: And it's definitely going to be a different kind of a boat show. Well, tickets are available. You can get them at Shows dot com, and that's uh, with an S in there, AnnapolisBoatShows.com. dot The Power Boat Show rolls in October first through fourth. Is that right? The Power Boat
1: Show is the first through the fourth, and the and the right. Sailboat Show comes after the Power Boat Show this year, which is the eighth through the twelfth. Correct. Right.
0: And the Sailboat Show always goes on Columbus Day weekend, right? Is that what the?
1: Yeah, it always it's always on Columbus Day weekend we have then columbus day as a holiday monday and that uh, we, we we stay open through monday
0: all right well paul jacobs from the annapolis boat shows i have my fingers crossed for you and actually tomorrow morning i'm getting on a phone call with the county health officer and the county executive and i um you know i, I want to bring this up as far as uh, just different large-scale events that can be done safely uh, sure. Where where are we doing i just want to make sure that it's uh you know on on everybody's mind that hey this this does need to go and it's such a huge impact on any number of different things i mean the little you know local by design store down at the bottom of main street selling local artisan stuff i mean they they depend on having thousands of people in there in those couple of weeks in october that's and, right yes. um, you know and i'm sure the the you know the beer distributors the bars the, the servers every you know everybody
1: that's right. And um, speaking of beer, this year, the only Corona we're going to have in our boat show is from the bar.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Corona-free boat show. Not, not, right. a, not a bad thing. Paul Jacobs, thank you very much. Fingers crossed for you. We'll keep in touch. And, um, you know, anything we can do, just let me know. Thank you, John. I
1: appreciate the time.
0: Well, as we're talking about different festivals and events, we cannot get out of this conversation without talking about the Renaissance Festival and we are on the phone now with Mr. Jules Smith, who is the general manager, correct? Did I get that right? Or That's
2: exactly right, John. Yeah. Okay,
0: the general manager for the Renaissance Festival. And the Renaissance Festival is one of the, nah, I'd probably say it is the premier Renaissance Festival in the nation. Uh, I've been to several of them, and I will say it's hands down better than any of the other ones that I've been to. And how long have you guys been running here in Annapolis? Sorry, Anaroma County, I guess you're not really Annapolis, but.
2: One side of the road we are in Annapolis, the other side is Crownsville. But uh we've been here thirty uh eight years.
0: And this is a weekend event for ten weekends? I think ten weekends. Uh, nine
2: weekends, August twenty ninth this year through October twenty fifth.
0: And this is draws, you know, thousands of people to the fairgrounds and this is uh or the festival grounds, which is just before the fairgrounds on Crownsville Road. It is just the most wonderful experience to visit, to work there. We spoke about working there a little bit prior to pushing record. And it's just one of the iconic things that happens here in Anne Arundel County in Annapolis. I mean, you talk about the boat show, we can talk about the Renaissance Festival, and we can talk about Fourth of July Parade to a point is really intrinsic to Annapolis. Here we are. We're about a month out from that first opening of the gates. And I went to your website a little bit this morning. That's RenFest.com with two N's. And it pretty much says, hey, hang tight. We're trying to figure this all out, which is just like every other business in the world at this point. But where where do we stand? Is there any update to that? or
2: You know, the um, we've become so institutionalized, and we're drawn uh, uh, above 300,000 people in 19 days, and uh, we're employing generations of people. Grandparents and their grandchildren are working out here side by side in some of our food stands, and, and uh, we... With all of our vendors and all of their employees and our employees, it's thirteen hundred people involved in the operation. So everybody's on pins and needles. Where do we go? What do we do? Uh, and uh, we have about a ninety eight percent return rate right now on our employees. Everybody's eager to come back and and uh, I'm talking managers and our our adult employees who are then um, are responsible for their own uh, staffing in each location, but, uh, <clears throat> we're still pending. Uh, trying to see what is going to happen. Um, the governor uh, said that on June 12th, events could uh, begin uh, with guidance from the counties, and we're still waiting for some kind of additional information. And we—I've been getting help from the health department. They've—we've uh, addressed all the matters in the in the food end and and uh, whatnot, but we just don't know what the final requirements might be for attendance capacity, um, what restrictions people will have when they're here. When, uh, we assume they're going to have to wear masks. We assume they're going to have to do social distancing. We assume we're going to have to follow most of the things we saw that the uh, governor put out for uh, guidance on entertainment events outdoors. And uh, and then we're following everything for restaurants and retail establishments as well. And I've been to other areas um Six Flags. Uh, uh, A week and a half ago, I went to uh, Hershey Park this past weekend to see how they're handling things. And it was, uh, although it was quite warm at both locations, it was uh, very nice, uh, and it it did not feel like it was uh, an undue burden to operate that way or to be a visitor that way uh, with the current situation going on. We're just kind of waiting to see what happens uh, from them, uh, and as you said, it's a month out that, that means that we now have to, in a week, begin advertising, and that's a tremendous amount of money that we have to uh, throw at that to get the um, ball rolling, and plus we have to um, get in supplies, get in our food shipments, and everything can pend until about <laughs> a week from now, and then... It either has
0: to all happen or it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's either time to, you know, you got to get on or off the pot. One of the, you know, one of the two. But, and and again, one of the, the tough things about a, a festival is that this is not like any other business that, uh, I mean, as horrible as it is, I mean, I can tell a, you know, a bicycle shop or a restaurant or something like, that. okay, you need to close down right now. This is a train that has picked up speed throughout the last nine months, 10 months, and it's it's moving pretty quickly and it's going to take quite a bit of time to stop this. If indeed, if indeed it can be the county health officer and the county health department, you've obviously been in touch with them and what, how have they told you to look to operate this year or how do you envision? I know that I was talking with Paul Jacobs from the boat show and he had said that they're coming up with the processes and and the best, best practices on operating And their The health department seems to be in step with it at this point. What does attending and running a renaissance festival in 2020 look like
2: well again uh, we assume that there's going to be a capacity limit a fraction of what we've had before 50 percent or something and uh, of our capacity and that we'll park people in different areas of the parking lot so that they don't cross each other and we were going to our plan is to check people in out in the parking lot so that then they don't have to go through ticketing at the entrance so that then they can distance themselves as they approach the entrance and um, they'll wear masks they won't get any service from anybody not any of our uh, food stands beverage stands or any of our merchants out here unless they're wearing a mask
0: there's a great way to get everybody in the country to wear masks just don't serve them the beer right
2: (laughs) so (laughs) Um, and obviously people are going to have to, um, you know, remove it when they eat and drink, which I saw at, at the parks I mentioned I'd been to and I see downtown and uh, that's fine. Uh, but uh, because they're in their own groups and and uh, with their own people and they're walking along and they're social distancing and everything. But And then we'll, you know, obviously have uh, sanitizers and uh, we're looking to increase the number of restrooms but decrease the number of people and so we were going to divide them up into men's and women's sections this year and uh, make everybody a little bit happier and, and speed up the process. It's it's a little harder for us. I can't put stickers on the ground that say six feet apart because they won't stick, uh, but we have other ideas uh, for that that we've seen used at other places where essentially like an old bakery where you go in and pull a number off, and then they serve you so that you're not in a line, that you're not, in between ropes right adjacent to other people you could be just mingling out there waiting for your number to be called
0: number 20 number 20 get your
2: get your steak yeah and uh move on um so we're looking at all those things and that's what one of the reasons uh we'd like to connect with the health department and make sure that we're following the guidance they're going to recommend and i have worked with a food uh safety people and environmental health, uh, but we're still waiting just for those final guidelines that are going to um, direct businesses that are involved in this type of thing and I, I don't want to sound like uh, our business is more important than anybody else's i I've watched people I have friends who have businesses who are really suffering and you know on a good year a restaurant is a very small margin business anyway. We're not any different than anybody else uh, and not any more special. Uh, but uh I just i have as you mentioned I have a kind of a limited time frame and then it's over
0: well i i i I would say that you are i will disagree with you there a little bit i mean you are special in in any number of ways i mean most as most businesses have three hundred and sixty five days to operate two hundred and sixty one if you take the weekends off you have twenty um and that's that's your year yeah uh, that's you know that's that's your operating window, and you also are not able i believe are not able to reschedule this i mean you couldn't turn around and say okay we're going to do it in the spring hopefully it'll be better um because of the lease that you have on the property is strictly for that au- that august to october right
2: that and the zoning are specific dates so no we can't just move things around and uh and then we are entirely weather dependent uh, yeah if it's hot in the beginning the uh, crowds are light if it rains anytime there's very few people um and uh, on a glorious day we get a lot of
0: people. Right, that's when the sign goes up on 97. Head into the Renfest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and reconsider that one. Again, but I mean you're you're very limited as far as what it what it goes there. I mean, I'm imagining as far as maintaining the distance and I I mean the times that I've gone, you know, obviously the crowds can be pretty significant. I mean, then are there going to be additional security to or the, you know, are the people that are working it going to be more inclined to be hey you know step back uh in some sort of medieval accent you know step the back a little bit
2: (laughs) right uh well obviously we've been on the forefront of and this shocked a lot of people uh, 11 years ago when we started doing tickets online and people were not used to going to an event like ours and buying tickets in advance and being the event being sold out they show up and they say well cars are leaving why can't i come in well we don't park our lot more than once so that it makes it easier for traffic movement and for getting people out later in the day and so we have one capacity and that's all we sell once and uh, we've been doing that for 11 years uh, with our online ticketing and so we can switch very easily to only online tickets and so that there's no uh, uh... tie up at the gate uh, waiting to buy tickets, And so we can regulate the number of people coming here. So I was going to hire the same number of police because we pay for our own police service out here. And instead of using them all on the road, I was going to bring more of them inside to work in addition with the other police forces we have inside in our own security. And again, with lower numbers inside, um, it'll be easier to monitor people and for our participants to also uh encourage people to um, keep their mask up keep their distance Uh, and it's you know you don't want to bark at people because you don't know who's family, you don't know who's boyfriend girlfriend but you you also as an outdoor event the guidance is a little confusing because they'll say well everybody has to wear a mask but the guidance was if you can't stay more than six feet away you have to have a mask outdoors so we're not that's part of the guidance we're looking for
0: Right. Well, I mean, that's uh, I think it's reasonable to assume that I mean, just when I go walking in the morning, I there's times I pass people that I know that I'm not within six feet and I'm not wearing a mask. Um, So I think that, you know, you are going to be within six feet, not necessarily hanging and congregating. So I think that, you know, to make sure that you have a mask would be a, a reasonable expectation for the Renfest to have as well there. I sit there and I keep looking at that 20-day window and and it just blows my mind that a business is, you know, so focused on the 20 days where that's that's where it is. That's the meat of your of of the existence. You know, we've been in in kind of a limbo since March as to what what we're going to be able to do. And I'm looking at the state's regulations. I mean, they do say that you're allowed to have these festivals. You're allowed to have gatherings and there is no crowd limit size on it. Um, but it does say that if any concerts or performances take place in amphitheaters or concert halls, you can't do that. Now, does this affect do – you know whether this affects your any of your performance venues within the festival grounds?
2: Well – I presume when the governor said amphitheaters, he meant something like Meriwether Post Pavilion or something that does uh, major events, concerts. Uh, and I didn't think he would mean, um, you know, 12 benches in front of a, a little musician's stage. Uh, so our plan was to do every other bench and to have seating on only a half of them and that people be distanced based on their group that they're with. If they know everybody, that's one thing. If they don't know anybody, they still got to stay away. True. And so um, then on Friday, I, or I read in the paper this weekend that on Friday, uh, the Health Department uh, stopped the Children's Theater from performing at the Anne Arundel County Fairgrounds. It's a little confusing from the paper, but it sounds like they were performing outdoors on the outdoor stage and that people were sitting in a the, uh, bowl there uh, on blankets or their, or their uh, folding chairs and watching it in their own groups. And uh, health department let him finish that performance but cancel the rest of them. Now I'm not so sure what that means. That, you know, When I walk through Annapolis, I see a musician standing in a patio singing, and, and uh, I, I'm People not sitting quite around. sure where the difference is. That indicates why we need the good guidance. We need a uh, clear uh, a bright line on what can be done, and then if we know that line, we can work with that line as i said the the two events i went to i and i went to first sunday uh july 5th in annapolis uh, and um, things seemed to work out well there i went to uh, six flags and hershey and there wasn't a problem except in the water park sides where they don't require masks if you're at the waterfront uh but uh otherwise the parks were very well um People were very well behaved and following all the rules.
0: I think that message has gotten very clear nationwide. That you know we we do need to follow these rules, as much as you you may personally or disagree with them. But I mean that's you know you've got to get out there. You've got to have your masks. Uh, you've got to you know keep away from people that aren't in your immediate group. And it it can be done. You're you're in an ideal type of a situation. I think. I mean you're outside, so you've got airflow that that's going on there. You've got movement of people. So you you know, for the most part, I mean, obviously when they're sitting there eating is one different thing, but you've got people that are moving in. I know that they always say that, you know, if you're congregating around somebody for more than, you know, 20 minutes or something like that, you're more susceptible uh, than if you're, you know, just passing somebody in the aisle in the grocery store is nothing to be uh really concerned about. It's you know, it's, it's to the point that we do need to get back into a more normal sense but again you've got this 20 day window which is just you know that, that that's your business that's and there's so many people that are dependent on that you've got the young people that are working at all the different stands you've got your employees that are working with you year round the seasonal employees and then the people that are the vendors that are coming in and the entertainers that are coming in from all across the country to to do this and to bring this excitement to the area and all the moving parts are coming together. I mean, it's just this giant jigsaw puzzle and you're down to the last, you know, 30 pieces and it's, you know, you're not sure. And I I, I don't understand. There's one
2: other group that we have that's part of this and it's, that's uh, uh, fundraising organizations in the local area. So we have high schools, we have Boy Scout troops, Girl Scout troops, uh, sign language, uh, people, Hands of Harmony. Uh, various churches and they raise money for their organizations here uh, and so they staff our soda stands or our beer stands uh, and they usually take one day some of them take two days uh, because they're bigger groups and they raise uh, money from those for their operations and so uh, we put out a call to them and I've checked in with them in the last three weeks and we still have a 100% participation by all those groups they all want to be here and do that because it's an important part of their fundraising operation.
0: Well, yeah, no, without a doubt. What is, do you have any idea what the economic impact is? I know every time I go out to dinner when the RenFest is in town, uh, invariably there are uh, uh, just a ton of people in whatever, it doesn't matter what restaurant it is, all dressed up in their RenFest garb that, that have been there in the morning and they've done their day and they're going to go out and drink and eat. I mean, what is the economic impact? Do you have any idea that the RenFest puts on to this, the area?
2: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of multipliers, so I haven't done a lot of that. Uh, We did it when we were looking at uh, some potential sites, and so uh, 2010 or 12 is about the last time we did that, and uh, the the Department of Commerce says that for every dollar spent here, $2.73 is spent in the local community. So uh, it it must be fairly good uh, return for those places, and that that's not just people coming here and then going and buying gasoline or food. That's the people who are here building their booths and buying their merchandise and sure. uh, buying their food supplies and things that they have. Uh, so um, it it uh, that would put it uh, at, at, you know, uh, close to a $30 million impact in the area.
0: That's incredible. Um, and it's got, as I mentioned to Paul, was that it has a – it's like a hammer with 19 different heads that just okay we can have this coronavirus and we slam down on it but the hammers are falling everywhere else yeah they're hitting the nonprofits the local school districts the ptas the um the churches that are looking to fundraise there they're looking at the people that are coming in they're looking at obviously the the customers and your guests that are coming in the entertainers uh, as well as you corporately as far as this goes um, do you have any idea of when? I mean, you said you're you've really got to move forward within about a week. Has the health department given you any ideas as far as when there may be a, uh, a green light or a red light, or has anybody ever told you no, you can't?
2: Uh, no, that no, they haven't done that. And uh, as I said, uh, uh, working with the director of the health department, who uh, and then um, environmental health, the food uh handling people have been terrific we're on we're on schedule with that i have my permits for everything else to operate our campground and um the the water tests everything is ready uh you just you don't get food permits till right before that's just the process so uh, i'm not worried about that because we've had a good relationship with them on that so uh, uh really it's just what can my grounds hold, and what will the event look like inside when people come in? Will there be um, only shops and food, or will there be entertainment, um, and what level that entertainment could be?
0: True, true. You know, that events need the guidance, and I mean, even if it's bad news, but they just need, they need the news. They need to be told... Well, and-
2: you're absolutely right. I, I'm not a scientist uh, and, and this is a very fluid situation. When I, when I told our participants in March that uh, we would make a decision by a certain time, I expected it to be improved by then. And so I postponed my decision only because I thought it would be helpful to make sure that things were continuing to improve. And that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, and so I'm not asking for any special uh, consideration. I understand every other business out there is struggling as well, but at least they have some guidelines, and it would be very nice if we just had some bright guidelines that we
0: could follow. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. I mean, if I've got a store that sells widgets, I I know that I can have X number of people in it, and I need to you know squirt this down and put this sticker here, and you know get a spit shield over my cashier, and I'm I'm good to go. Uh, And and that's just not the, that's not happening for, and it's, you know, whether it's you or any of the beer festivals or music festivals that typically, you know, dote the summer calendar, you know, my fingers are certainly crossed for the uh, Ren Fest to come back into town. Um, Again, the dates are August 29th through October 25th. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. And um, are you selling tickets yet or not?
2: Nope. We, uh, we aren't going to do it because we don't really have permission to do it. So uh, we're not going to jump the gun and uh, then have to make refunds or anything.
0: Yeah, it's probably a little bit – one more hassle that you don't need. But um, any information you can find at RenFest.com. It's dot tcom And when you log, log on to that, the first thing that comes up is a, a message that says, hey, here's where we stand, and which – today says we don't know where we we don't know where we stand unfortunately <laughs> fingers are certainly crossed for the renaissance festival uh, I've got to get my bee sting fix with the uh, <laughs> and um, my, my daughter actually she's down in Nashville North Carolina comes up for four years running now She says, oh, we've got to find a weekend to go to the rent fest and it's sort of like a daddy daughter date she's 25 or 26 now so it's uh, we do always enjoy it to get out you there. know and
2: I if i can just make one final plug it's um i get letters i get emails now uh <laughs> from um uh, women who say it's the only place my 15 year old will walk with me or it's the only time i get to spend with my family and we have fun together uh at an event that entertains everybody you know that Usually you take your kids to a museum. They're not in the same <laughs> frame of mind, or some of the events you do with them are a little beneath you or a little too simplistic. But here you can the same people can come and have entirely different experiences, even though they're in one group. And um, it, it just seems to transcend generations.
0: It's a wonderful place to people watch. Uh, the safety is, you know, I've never heard of, a, of an incident there. I mean, I think, but you don't hear of... You know, brawls or fights or anything like that, and it's uh, and again, as you said, somebody. This is a perfect entertainment venue for to let a fifteen-year-old either go with a family or go on their own. I think it's a uh, much-needed distraction in the summer. For um,
2: we usually get a a kid comes around and says, "I can't find my parents," and. Not too often do the parents get too excited about it if they're separated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I mean, you know, there's one one way out and one way in, and it's pretty pretty well. The castle is pretty well guarded. Uh, Joel Smith, thank you very much for your time. Uh, Again, RenFest.com is going to be able to give you the most up-to-date information. They do have a newsletter that you can sign up for there as well. The dates are August 29th through October 25th. And I imagine, as you said, we'll probably know within the next week or two. Hopefully, fingers crossed that where where we are with that. And it is coming up pretty quickly. And I, I wish all the best for it. I hope uh, I hope to be walking through the gates within about a month.
2: Well, market. thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you.
1: This has been an update from I on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.